0: Block Talk Radio.
1: The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production.
2: Beckham Sea Jam, down by the seaside. Beckham Sea Jam wins the Breeders Crown. It's Rock and Ron, Mick Wicked on the inside. Mick Wicked to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on.
1: Down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon down by the seaside.
2: closer, now Mara looking for the line, Keystone Velocity, Keystone Velocity takes it at the very end, all bets off, Keystone Velocity, Keystone Velocity, and Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace, this guy's the energizer Bunny and they head for the wildfire. Play-
1: official podcast of the sport of harness racing post-time with Mike and Mike, with co-hosts Mike Carter, and
0: it's bus 936, and bus 936 on the wings of
1: an angel, and Mike Bozich. Outside Heaven Rocks with the clocks running out, filibuster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry. Going and going!
3: Welcome to Push Time with Mike. With Mike, presented by BetAmerica. America. Mike Carter, normally alongside of Mike is joined by my colleague here at the USDA from the USDA uh, studio, Wendy Ross. Wendy, this is your uh, first time as a co-host on the show. We've had you a couple of times. Uh, welcome aboard.
4: Thank you so much for having me. I- I'm so excited to be on and. Big shoes to fill, though, for bozic that's for sure. But his uh, little boy is graduating kindergarten. It's such a remarkable event, so he didn't want to miss it. So I'm so glad you guys uh, gave me the call to be on.
3: All right, what an exciting show we have uh, as we talk the Pepsi North America Cup. And, Wendy, what a race it has really turned out to be, a very competitive field of nine coming up on a Saturday. And it's all highlighted by Lather Up, who has really shown some massive strength over the past couple of weeks, Uh, trainer Clyde Francis, driver Montrell Teague. Uh, What a combination this has been. Obviously, they teamed up with Wiggle It, Jiggle It to uh, win the Meadowlands Pace, uh, win the Little Brown Jug, and a few of the other things as well. It's just incredible um, to see what Lather Up has done in just such a short career.
4: You know, Team Tig is so easy to root for. I think they have so many fans out there going all the way back to the rainbow blue fame. So, um, you know, you're always rooting for them Montreal doing the driving here as usual. And I think we knew at Delaware last year that this horse had something to offer and was going to be something special. So no surprise uh, to this point that we're seeing him two to one going into uh, the North America Cup on Saturday.
3: Now, one thing about Lather Up is you mentioned uh, he raced at Delaware, but he raced on the Ohio Sire Stakes circuit last year and was setting all kinds of records at Scioto at Northfield. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of trip that Lather Up will get in the Pepsi North America Cup. We'll dive into that race and more here in just a little bit. Uh, Let's kind of talk about who's going to be on the show. Uh, Ken Middleton, the announcer at Woodbine Mohawk Park, will join the program. I talked to him on Uh, Tuesday night Uh, and we talked a little bit about the uh, races we talked about some of the promos and the super high five which will pay out on Saturday night and uh, we're also going to talk to the guys from uh, West Delight Wendy
4: let's talk about the show that WEG has put on as far as how they present the North America Cup and and whatnot I mean they really put on a show that even from the eliminations how they hype it up and then through the draw that we just had on Tuesday uh, you know what a great job they do up there So
3: I just realized our main button has been down this whole time, and nobody's heard a word we said. How do you like that? How do you like that?
4: Where's Bozich? Bozich, we're calling you. Where are you at? I think we need you.
3: All right, let's try this again. Mike Carter alongside of Wendy Ross. Wendy co-hosting for the first time. But you see, this is the type of stuff that happens. You know, we turn the main down. and uh, I thought live TV was hard.
4: (laughs) Wow. Well
3: we'll we'll be talking up the Pepsi North America Cup. We just talked about Lather Up for like four minutes. So we'll we'll get back to Lather Up and those guys here in a little bit. But Wendy, we're gonna have Ken Middleton, the announcer at Woodbine Mohawk Park on. Uh we're also gonna talk to Clay Horder, the chairman of Woodbine Entertainment Group, and uh he sparked some lively conversation this week on Facebook as he discussed uh possibly uh the North America Cup switching from an open to something more like the Queen's Plate uh, is set up uh, for Canadian breads only. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that uh, all plays out. And uh, we're going to talk to the Connections of West Delight. I know uh, you helped us get Mark Harder. We're going to talk to Corey Callahan as well.
4: Yes, I'm very excited to talk to them. I think they're going to have a lot to say. And also they have uh, the Mayor Blue Moon Stride that's uh, got a big shot in the Roses are Red as well. So lots to talk about with them. And they're always a ton of fun. So we'll have to say what they have to say.
3: Alright, we're going to take a short time out. When we come back, we're going to talk to Mark Harder on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike,
5: presented by BetAmerica. Every dream has a start. And this one is ours. To trot and pace fast. Faster than all the others. And maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401Ks. Return on investment comes in second. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second-guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day, not in this race, not with this horse, not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat.
3: This is Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by America. Mike Carter alongside of Wendy Ross. And we will be road tripping coming up this weekend as we go to the Pepsi North America Cup. Our live broadcast starts at 9 o'clock and uh, we got a lot of great things to talk about. We'll get into that here in just a few moments. But first, we want to talk to trainer Mark Carter, Mark, how are we doing? All right. Good morning. Well, Mark, you've got a uh, pair of fantastic horses. Uh, obviously, Blue Moon Stride has really come back strong in her five-year-old uh, season. Uh, talk to us about how she's doing and how she's training uh, leading up to the race.
7: Yeah, she's uh, she actually had a bad week going into the race. Well, she's always had tie-up issues, and uh, she had a bad week going into uh, last week. So uh seems like she's had a better week this year, so, this week. So uh hopefully better performance this week.
4: Hi, Mark. It's Wendy.
7: Awesome. Hi, hey, Wendy.
4: So just so everyone knows, Mark is my favorite New Zealander. So he's always my favorite uh, to talk to. <laughs> so, Mark, let's just take a little bit uh, of a stroll backwards, Blue Moon Shrine. Let's just talk what a nice mare she's turned out to be. I mean, I know you've had her, her whole career. And going along, I, I know you've always liked her. You've brought her along slowly, patiently, and, and now coming in, um, I think she's got a big shot going into the final on Saturday night. And just tell us a little bit about her. I think she's going to be this caliber of mare all along, did you not?
7: Yeah, I, re- I really liked her all along. She's always a big mare. You know, as a two-year-old, she sort of struggled a little bit with, you know, size and weakness, and, and she's just growing up and growing stronger all along. She's always had a little bit of sort of tie-up issues, and it's you know, not easy to train and keep right all the time. And she might've been just a half a second behind the top ones, you know, from time to time through her career, but you know what she's beaten them before and they've beaten her and, you know, she's right there with them every week.
4: This year, notched her over the million dollar mark. I, I I have to think you have to be proud of that, especially for the, for the connections there. Uh, Let's talk about post nine last time out, had a little bit of those issues early on. Uh, Did you feel, fifth place for last time out. How did you feel overall her effort? Did you feel it was just bad luck what happened to her out of the gate there but definitely uh, excited to draw a little bit better this week I'm sure.
7: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, excited for a better draw but you know the the post obviously, you know, she was landing in a difficult spot, you know, when they're going into the turn. She got a little bit of a check there in the think going into the turn, but uh, it was more that she just wasn't on her game more than anything else that night in uh, the the little bit of check she got really didn't affect her too much other than that, you know, she left landed into a spot where, you know, he had to come first over again, which was kind of what I didn't want. it. But um, she wasn't, I don't think she was as good as what she'll be this week. I think you'll see a better horse this week.
3: Yeah, Mark, in the uh, Betsy Ross back on May 27th, uh, she kind of had to do something uh, she's not really used to doing. She's got a lot of early speed, but she really had to come from off the pace. And, boy, was she hustling in a hurry to try to get up to Charton. Another probably five or six steps, and uh, she scores in the Betsy Ross. And uh, she looked really good in that effort.
7: Yeah, she was very good. That was, you know, another bad post. I've been on the Betsy Ross four times. Twice with her, twice with Royal CC And drawn the 8-hole every, every time It's just, a, it's kind of a, not a very good luck race for me But um, she can race from off the pace It's just, you know, you know she's handy She's good off the gate And, you know, most of the time you, you know, two moves is mandatory In most of the big races But, you know, that was that was a day that Corey and I talked about the race And, you know, it didn't, didn't look good If she pushed out of there from the 8-hole that day And, you know, she didn't paced around them really well, finished up strong. She can do it either way.
4: Mark, speaking of Corey, you've turned the reins over to him basically for this mare and with the Colt West Delight as well. What made you uh, stick with Corey and, and what do you think gives him uh, an advantage and, and why do you like to use him?
7: You know what? There's a bunch of good drivers. I'm very happy to end up with Corey. You know, get a lot of good input from him after races, talk about horses and Horses run for him. They go fast for him. You get horses in play. He's just, you know, easy to get along with, and uh, it's it's just worked out really well for both of us.
3: Now talk a little bit about uh, West Delight, Mark. Uh, obviously, you have to be impressed. Has won five of his last uh, six starts coming through the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes ranks, uh, race to the Reynolds at Yonkers, uh, and has really uh, shown a lot of grit as of late. Defeated, lost in time, three starts back. And I'll tell you what, his North America Cup elimination uh, last week, boy, what an effort he put in, just getting up by a net, closed home in 27-2. and two, But he seems like a pretty uh, gutsy colt
7: he is and you know he's another one i mean everyone talks about him you know they say, oh he gets good trips every week well but they, they don't give him those trips those two whole trips are, that are hard to come by you know 26 and one last week out of there so you know it's it's another one of those things where uh you know these big races they're going to have to race hard they can't just duck off the gate and, and think you're going to pace by all these horses so he's versatile. He can get off the gate. You know, when he does it, he settles in. He's he's easy to drive. You know, you'll go two fingers once you've used them hard and, you know, he looks after himself good that way. So, you know, good, versatile racehorse.
4: Mark, tell us a little bit about the Colt. What's he like to be around um, day to day? Is he nice? Is he, is he aggressive or is he pretty much laid back or is he pretty wound up?
7: No, he's a damn terrorist. He's just feeling so (laughs) good and playful and he's, you know he's a colt. He's feeling good, but he's not a mean streak in him. He's just real happy, playful, just real cool horse to be around. Really got a personality.
4: Eleven starts last year. Let's just ask you right now. Do you feel last year ending coming in to ending his two-year-old year coming into three? Do you feel? Did you know? Because you know how you know sometimes. Did you think that he'd be nine to two in the North America Cup final uh, at this at the way end of the. You know you had a good call yeah, coming yeah. back because you get yeah, something to look I forward to. Thought would
7: be, I thought it would be one to nine going in, but you know what? A little bit of a disappointment.
4: <laughs> that's that con- See, that's just, that's just that New Zealand in <laughs> him. You know how they're so, they're so confident. You know, that, that's what you get when you deal with them for sure.
7: Yeah. No, you know what? I, I, I thought I had a, a, a capable horse, and you know what? Just. So many things have to go right with these with, with, with these horses, and you know what? And things he's been healthy and sound a long knock on wood, and you know that's what you need things to go right.
4: Let's talk about a strong suit for him heading into the final on Saturday. What do you think is his, the best thing he has to offer against this group?
7: He's he's versatile, he's handy, he's very dry, he doesn't get wound up, he doesn't, you know. You can use him, then he'll drop the bit and just be relaxed. And just He's just very, very versatile. He's fast. He's got a real quick turn of speed. Um, and and he's, I think he's on top of his game.
4: Talking about being on top of his game, let's just have a quick question and see how your thoughts are. What do you feel that it takes to keep a cold at this level from now until October? Because I know uh, throughout the summer it's only June and, you know, the jug and some other races have taken some criticism about the heat, especially the jug, should I say. And how do you feel uh, that you have to condition the horses nowadays compared to, let's say back in 2004, when you conditioned Holborn Hanover, do you think that the game has changed, that the breed has changed um, to moving forward to keep a horse at the, at this level uh, for the next couple months?
7: I don't think really much has changed once, once these, you know these horses are racing every week, every two weeks, shipping around. I mean, it's it's more cross your fingers, hope they don't get sick. You know, something bad doesn't happen to them, and and keeping them fresh and happy because, you know, with with the racing they they do, and as hard as they race, you know, once you've got them fit and you start the year off, you know, I I I think they can only be overtrained at that point. Um, you know, the breed, the breed is You don't get those great, big, heavy horses that, you know, need to be ground on week after week. They're they're more athletic horses, I think, natural speed, you know. And I just think, you know, once you're ready, once you're racing, you know, back off of them and hope they stay happy and healthy, you know.
4: Saying all goes well throughout the summer Let's just touch briefly on The big races, I, I know you have certain races That you like to hit, and, and where would you like to see West delight, what are some of the events that, that the races that you have planned for him All goes well
7: Well, he's in everything but the middlelands pace and That was, you know You have this race You have the hemp right after it Then you have the Meadowlands pace right after it Then you have the Adios right after it Um He's not a great big horse. You know, he's got a gait on him, like he gets over the ground like a bigger horse. But you know, you had to make a decision. You know, you can't. You, I don't think you could. I don't think you can do all four of those races. And we just we made the decision. You know, since he was doing so much racing in Pennsylvania anyway, just to miss the Middlelands pace, do the North America Cup hemp, and then go to the Adios.
4: Well, very just to good. Give him a
7: break.
3: All right, Mark. Well, uh, thanks for the information. That's uh, that's that's some good stuff. So, um, you know, we'll be watching West Delight coming up on a Saturday. And listen, best of luck in both the uh, big races with Blue Moon Stride and West Delight coming up uh, this weekend.
4: Awesome. Thanks very much. Bye, Mark. Thank you. Okay. All right.
3: Bye. We- that was trader Mark Carter, and talk about uh, some interesting information there from Mark. He gave us a lot of good details, but uh, kind of his mapped out plan for 2018 with West Delight uh, going to skip the Meadowlands pace, obviously, and head to the Adios. Um, I, I believe we've seen a couple of horses do that, um, you know, uh, not uh, not down by the seaside. fear the dragon last year. Um, went to the went to the Adios, and uh, we saw Dudes the Man there a few years back. So uh, the Adios, uh, a, a good alternative, so to speak.
4: Well, I think the Adios has, you know, as we've been taking so much uh, discussion over the heat races, I, I think that it's another race that kind of turned the tide to where you will see more horses go to it just because it is eliminations now, not heat. So um, I think that that's giving it more of a draw.
3: All right. The Mohawk Gold Cup is what we're going to talk about next on the back of the Talk of the town, Wendy. A three-year-old going to take on the older horses uh, at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Uh, Jimmy Freight has shown uh, some, some real style over the past couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to dive into the Mohawk Gold Cup. When we come back, you've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. <sighs>
0: Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join Revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information.
4: Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment for our championship meet that is highlighted on July 14th with Crawford Farms, Meadowlands Pace, and then wraps up on August 4th with our prestigious Hambletonian. Join us for promotion pack Friday and Saturday nights with post time at 7.15. Test your skills and take a shot at the Survivor Wager for added gambling fun. For more info, go to playmeadowlands.com.
3: We're back at this is edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, joined by Wendy Ross, stepping in for Mike Bozich uh, this week. And we're joined now by Adriano Sorella. And Adriano, you're the talk of the town in the Mohawk Gold Cup. How are you, my friend?
8: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, how's everybody there?
3: Not too bad. Well, Adriano, let's talk about your star three-year-old Jimmy Freight. Jimmy Freight uh, obviously was not staked to the Pepsi North America Cup, but has really proved himself over the past couple of weeks. Um, Talk to us about uh, his two-year-old season a little little bit and uh, maybe why he uh, wasn't staked uh, to some of maybe the bigger events.
8: Um, You know, when I bought this horse uh, back when he was two coming out of Iowa, Um, He wasn't really staked anything except for the OSS races, so we kind of kept him on the OSS circuit. Uh, He's not a very big horse. Um, You know, he's like a medium-sized horse, but he gets around pretty good. Like, you know, he's, as you can see the way he races, he's he's pretty handy. Uh, Going into this year, we kind of wanted to map out a schedule where we kept him eligible for a lot of stuff towards the middle and end of the year. And, uh, the North America's cup was the first thing that came to mind. And, you know, it's the beginning of the year. And, you know, I was looking back at these horses from last year, you know, stay hungry. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't even know about lather up, you know, I was just looking at stay hungry and Pedro and all the rest of these horses. And, uh, you know, and we had a decision to make, do we, you know, throw him in against these horses that early? Is he good enough to go against these horses? You know, I mean, we didn't have to race grand circuit horses last year. And, um, I think now I probably made a big mistake. Uh, I mean, uh, there's no guarantee, you you know, you're going to win the North America Cup. It's uh, its a nice race to be in and obviously a big race to be in. But, uh, you know, I, I really wish I would have staked them to that race.
4: Well, I think it's, you know, it's always easier for everyone to be like, why didn't you do it then? But like you <laughs> said, there's uh, there's so many things. Adriano, it's Wendy Ross. Uh, how are you today?
8: Hey, Wendy. Hey, Wendy how are you? Hi.
4: Very good. So, you know, yeah, it's always easier, you know, to say, oh, I should have done that. But, you know, it seems like you still have a, a really nice cold on your hands here and, and great things to look forward to moving forward.
8: Yeah, I mean, he, he's a nice – like, he's a nice cold. It's hard because, you know, you get people that, you know, they, they come around and are like, wow, you have a nice horse. And it, it's, it's, it's tough to be in this position because now you're looking back and you're saying, wow, I wish I would have stayed them to more and see how much – you know, what's his limit. You know, last week, I was pretty surprised last week. I didn't really think, um, you know, we were going to be in a race with older horses last week. And, you know, there was some preferred horses in there. And, and I thought, okay, you know what, we're going to give him a tightener. He's, you know, he should be okay in this race. And, and then he, you know, comes off the pace like that and wins. And then I started thinking to myself, oh, geez, you know, I I mean, he's racing both ways. You know, you if you watch him, he could be on the front end. Uh, he's raced off a helmet before, you know, he can come off the pace. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's a pretty little handy guy and, um, I'm excited for him. Uh, you know, it's, uh, this is a big race this week. I, I mean, these are some monsters in here. We're, we're talking McWicked and check six and like, these are easy lover Hanover. And, uh, there's some really, really nice horses this week. So, uh, I was a little bit shocked this week too, when I saw the entries come out, but I'm excited, you know, Mohawk's my track. And uh, I'm going to be there for NA Cup. So I'm kind of excited that I get to watch and race against those type of horses.
3: Yeah. Now, Adriano, talk to us a little bit about what went into the decision uh, to accept the invitation uh, to the Mohawk Gold okay. Cup. Obviously, you're facing some really tough talent uh, with a three-year-old. But you know what? I, as the year kind of progresses, it's kind of cool to see the 3 year olds take on some of the older horses. Uh, tell us uh, what went into that decision and, uh, you know, maybe what the uh, thought process was.
8: You know, I, I when when Richard got the horses from me, um, you know, uh, towards the, the beginning of the year, I guess you can say. Um, I said to him, I said, you know, these are the horses. You these are these are the horses I'm giving you. You do what you think is right, and uh, he makes the calls. You know, I, I'm not a trainer. I don't sit behind the back of those horses every day. I just uh, it's it's you know I sign checks and I cash them. You know, it's fun to watch, but it's at the end of the day you know the trainer's got to make the decision on what's best for the horse or what they think the horse can can do and and i left that decision up to him um you know and i know that he that richard's given me some great advice i mean i have a horse that i bought and i thought he was good enough to be in some stakes races and richard flat out told me i don't think he's that caliber of a horse and it's another horse i own and uh and so I trust him, and I, I know I know he knows what he's doing. So this decision was uh, up to him, and he made it. And uh, you know he's we we got a lot of hard you know tough company in that race, and so we're gonna see what he's what he's made of. He's a you know he's a three year old against these older horses. It, it's tough, but you, you know what he hasn't done anything wrong up till now. So I mean, giving him a shot doesn't take anything away from him. Uh, he's got an OSS race the following week, I believe it is. So. Uh, if this could ever be a tightener, this will be a tightener. That's for sure. But uh, I'm hoping for a good result.
4: Adriana, I, I think the good old saying we're looking for is here: is you got to be in it to win it. Is that right or what? Right. <laughs> you definitely,
8: you definitely got to. Let me tell you, I, uh, I'll tell you the truth. when I logged, I logged on to Standard Brick Canada to see where my other horse was going to be racing this week because I knew I had reservations for any cup night. So I log on. I see I'm in the first race. I'm like, Oh wow. I'm in the first race. Like I got to boogie on over to Mohawk to make sure I get there in time. I log off a few minutes later. I get started getting people saying, Hey, good luck. So I log back on. I'm like, good luck. I scroll down to the middle of the page. I see his name in the gold cup and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I'm like, this is awesome. Like, you know, the first thing that came to my head was like, I see horses, you know, names like, you know, check six and Mick Wick, And I'm like, Oh, good God. You know, I, I mean, he, he, you know, these are, you know, million dollar horses that, uh, uh, they're going to be going in all the big races this year. So I said, you know what? It's all right. You know, it's, it's all right. We're going to get to find out, you know, how good he really is. And, uh, and I know Richard knows what he's doing. So it, it should be fun to watch.
4: I definitely give you guys a ton of credit. Just the excitement that I hear in your voice, um, the enthusiasm, and I give you guys credit. Yes, I think uh, the cold is, is bit off quite a bit here this week. But let me tell you something. You guys could have just sat him out. You could have done something else. But you said, you know what? Let's do this for yourselves, for the horse, and, and, and for the sport. You know, because in the sport, we're always wondering, like, what, what can we do for our sport? What What's going on with it? But these are the instances that when people step up, they make a difference. And, and I think this goes a long way to doing something. So hats off to you guys for that.
3: Thank you. All right. Wish you the best of luck. And, uh, listen, uh, Garnett and I have already talked. We've got a huge party planned for you uh, after the race because our show's not till 9 o'clock, so we're going to be shooting streamers and confetti and everything if uh, Mr. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Freight comes home in the uh, Mohawk Gold Cup. But, uh, listen, good luck all weekend, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday.
8: It sounds good. I'll see you on Saturday. See you guys. Bye-bye.
3: All right, that was what so, confidence he has in Jimmy Freight and you know what he said it you're going to see what he's made of coming up this Saturday night and he's one what four of his last five races and uh he he looks uh, good on paper that's for sure
4: for sure but it's all about you know they definitely have a nice cold on their hands but it's so nice like i said for them to like give you know let the sport share in it and you know give us something to watch this is exciting and and the fact like i said his excitement it makes makes me happy and it makes me excited for them
3: i'll tell you what if he can somehow pull off aliens uh for those who don't know uh i i I helped uh, our good friend dave briggs out and i singled uh, jimmy freight in the uh in the pick four adriano's probably over on the other side of the line having a cow right now Uh, i i I singled my man jimmy freight and we're gonna go for it and see what happens
4: you know such a risky play michael for you to be singling him (laughs) against this group as even adriano said, the absolute monsters in here i I think that might have been the term he used but uh you know I wish you the best of luck.
3: <laughs> All right. Coming up here in just a little bit, we're going to be talking to Clay Horner, the chairman of Woodbine Entertainment Group. We still got Corey Callahan on tap to talk about West Delight. We're going to take a short time out. When we come back, you have got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by America.
1: Join us for the Diamond Creek Farm Open House coming up on Saturday, June second, starting at 11 a.m. Family-friendly activities include raffles, hay rides, food and drinks, meat cute foals, and much, much more. It's the Diamond Creek Farm Open House, located in Wellsville, Pennsylvania. For more information, visit us online at DiamondCreekFarm.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's the Diamond Creek Farm Open House Saturday, June. 2nd at 11 a.m. Be The excitement.
2: And it's Dietrich and Mark and Zoshi Hanover on the dream two-hole trip. Crown of the king of the 50
1: North American Cup. The drama.
2: Batting line is steamrolling for Miller on the front row side now. Deep stretch back. Line will the score in 1033.
1: The best three-year-olds on the planet. Huntsville
2: between fear the dragon on the outside. Fear the dragon on the outside gives Miller back to back. Pepsi North America Cups.
1: On a collision course with destiny. <laughs> Catch the 2018 Pepsi North America Cup broadcast from the brand new Woodbine Mohawk Park at posttimewithmikeandmike.com this Saturday evening starting at 9 p.m. Eastern. Remember, that's at post-time with posttimewithmikeandmike.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, Rehab, Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org.
4: Wendy Ross and Michael Carter here with you for the post time Mike and Mike show. Back with you, brought to you by Bet America. I am sitting in for the one and only Mike Bozich. Michael, you know what I love about Michael? Mike? What's what's that? I know you're Michael. He's Mike. (laughs) What's that? His voice. His voice to me is just so great. Even when he's announcing, but when he's on the show, his voice was literally made for radio or TV. It's great.
3: For sure. He's been. And uh, he, he, you know what, he's done a lot of things uh, for radio, radio production and things of that sort. So, uh, you know, I'm proud to work with him each and every
4: day. I think anyone who does television or radio has things like they can relate to this in some way. They like don't like the way they look on TV or they don't like the way their voice sounds that comes from, but I don't think Michael could say that ever.
3: No, not, not at all. He, um, you know, his his voice on the microphone, uh, listen, you can't miss him. And the one thing I love about his announcing style is um, why we try not to give him too big of a head is um, the first race rolls around at Harris, Philadelphia, and he always introduces everybody. You know, he talks about, Rich and those guys uh, doing the photo finish. He talks about James doing the chart and the player's guide. the guys in the TV room, those guys that don't really get highlighted on a regular basis.
4: That are such an intricate part of the team and what goes down every day of racing at the racetrack for sure.
3: All right. Let's take a look at some of the stakes action coming up at Woodbine Mohawk. Park. We wait on uh, clay Horner and I'll tell you what, Wendy. Race number three, the Armbrough Flight Hanalore Hanover looked absolutely phenomenal in her elimination last week, but boy did Emoticon Hanover come back strong, uh, making her first—excuse uh, me, making her second start. Um, off of the qualifier back on June first, she's been kind of lightly raced this year, emoticon Hanover, but it's the battle of the fittest between these two. We know these two took some shots at each other last year, but uh it's going to be tough to beat Hanalore Hanover.
4: well, you just said that you singled Jimmy Freight. do you think that you would single Hanalore <laughs> if you had to or um, or no pro-
3: probably oh, okay. I, I but I, I think i I think I use both of them here. I think I used both emoticon Hanover and Hanalore Hanover just in case uh just in case there was a little bit of an upset.
4: Hanalore Hanover. Has uh, come out once again this week's number one in the Breeders' Crown poll, as she should be. She's just been absolutely vicious since qualifying back there in April in the Cutler. In her, uh, the elimination of the of flight, winning by five and a half. I mean, it's pretty much... She's definitely the one to beat. Uh, we know what she's uh, the name of the game there is going to be right down the road. And, and it's going to be uh, what Yannick wants to do. 27 56 basically walked away with it last week. Big effort, 27 3 on the end of it. So it's going to be what Yannick wants to do and, and see who uh, House has something to offer at the end.
3: Yeah, it's in my opinion, it's her race to win or lose. I think it's, uh, you know, she's just really dominant right now. The only time anybody who has been close to her this year was when Will Take Charge uh, just missed by a neck. But it should, it's worth pointing out in that effort that that was at a mile and an eighth so that extra eighth of a mile obviously uh, made a difference uh but that day she really had to come from far off the pace in a 12 horse field uh which wasn't a slouch effort they went 26 and 1 in the first quarter so uh, it'll be interesting to see what Hanalore hanover does but i feel like this race is win or lose through Hanalore hanover race number what a loaded field uh this is you have mcwicked uh, Sintra has been racing along the open ranks um, at Woodbine Mohawk Park uh, after finishing sixth in the Breeders' Crown last year. And then, of course, you have Czech Six and Easy Lover Hanover. Both are very good horses. This is a very talented field.
4: It is, and I think this is going to be uh, one of the highlights on the card uh, to watch as well. For me, the Six McWicket just seems to be getting into really good form um, after coming back there off those two qualifiers in April into May easy winner last time out by two and a quarter 26 on the end very strong David Miller back in the bike again we know the fame these two have had together I think he's definitely one to beat here as he's coming back this year at age seven the two though check six I'm going to little bit add a little bit of value uh for some plays here I do like check six uh eight to one morning line Yannick back in the bike again as he was two starts this horse always seems uh to be good for like him he seems to be consistent coming in gets the inside draw i think it's going to be enough to think that he can be a player in here but the five jimmy freight i did use the three-year-old in here to mix it in with the group he has the speed very impressive that he showed that he can do it both ways last week 26 and three on the end of it and i think that's enough to give him the nod and the nine great vintage the old classy 10 year old in here gets uh kind of hindered there with the outside draw but he's got a ton of gates speed. he can leave in there scotty z in the bike I think uh, if he gets in there and, and gets in it early enough, I think he definitely has something to offer in here he's he's uh, one of the two millionaires in the group here.
3: Wendy, one thing uh, that I kind of noticed, the three-easy lover, Hanover, uh, two starts back in the Camelot Classic. You almost have to kind of wipe that line away. It uh, doesn't seem like he got around the turns of the half-mile racetrack at Western Fair. He came back to the big track at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park and went to the lead last week uh, against Preferred Company. graded he tired a little bit towards the end, uh, but still I think Easy Lover Hanover has got a shadow's of a chance at least to hit the ticket at decent odds.
4: No, I agree. I think this is one of those races when you're when you're trying to figure out who you're going to use, and and you could see at the top of my page, Michael, it's like. Six dash scratch scratch dash like it because it's like oh no i like this you know and and that's kind of like when you get to a race like this that's what happens it's just it could go either way but you kind of got to pick who you like you got to stick to it and you have to you have to think do you want to go for value or do you want to get a little bit of price and for me i just went for price here
3: all right race number nine is the fan handover final a field a full field of 10 This is a uh, another wide-open race, but a very good betting race. The two, Sudden Passing, has won uh, three of her last four starts uh, for trainer Greg McNair. Uh, hasn't really been racing on the uh, the stake circuit. Took her chance last week uh, in the Fan Hanover Elimination against Alexis Faith and Rain on Me. And I know you were looking at this race earlier, and uh, the Morning Line uh, favorite uh, may not be your choice here.
4: You know, I, I like Kissing in the sand. I, I think she... Is uh, just getting good here, coming off her third. This will be her third start, coming off qualifying back there in the spring. So, I think she's just getting tight. I, I'm really a huge fan of Nancy Johansson, Scotty Z, uh, the regular pilot here since coming back in 2018. I think that they're getting along well. Scotty Z knows the track. He's really uh, can do some damage up there when he travels back to his home track there. So, but the eight, I'm trigger happy is where I where I think I'm going to get a little bit of a play. You got David the time for last time out uh, from post six, the you know post eight is going to be a little bit of a, a hurdle to overcome, but nine and three quarters back at the half really put up a tough trip, only beat a quarter, uh, a length and a quarter to dead heat there for seconds. So 27 on the end. So this Philly going to be a little bit of a sleeper, but I think from the outside, you can get a little bit of a price there and it can add to the ticket for sure.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, one horse that I'm kind of, I pointed out to you before we went on the air is the four shower play uh, was really coming home strongly, got a horrible beginning, 14 lengths behind. That's a lot of ground to make up, but louis uh brought her, The stretch was seventh at the top of the stretch, closed home around everybody 26 and 3, 51 and 2. This is a horse that uh, you may have to watch out for as well.
4: Another Philly I really like here to to wrap up some super effective play was the nine. You better go, go. Uh, Tietrich gets the drive from Blake McIntosh here. It's the first time Tietrich does get the outside one line. She has to, and, and I think, Timmy, that's going to be the name of the game, and I think she's going to be one to you can't overlook uh, either. She's got the speed. She's 5 for 12 life, so she knows how to get there, a mark of 50 at Tioga. So don't overlook her. So for me, three eight two nine. so I did go with those outside plays.
3: All right, we're going to get to races 10, 11, and 12 here momentarily. Clay Horner, the chairman of Woodbine Entertainment Group, joins us now. And, Clay, uh, first of all, welcome back to the program, my friend.
9: Well, wonderful to be back with you, and uh, obviously it's particularly great to do that uh, before uh, you know one of our uh, biggest nights of the year, uh, perhaps our biggest night of the year. And uh, uh, just listening to you talk about the card uh, gets any racing fan uh, gets any racing fan excited. And I think that in addition to obviously the cup and the attraction that it holds, and frankly the pretty even tight field we have one of the things we're really, really proud about on this night is uh, is the other uh, are the other big stakes races that are on that uh, you know are obviously supporting races, but you know in and of themselves, uh, you know the Roses are Red is the richest race of the year for eight uh, pacing mares. Uh, the San Hanover is the richest race for three-year-old fillies, other than the Breeders' Crown the Armbrough flight is as rich a race as there is for the aged, uh, trotting mares. And while the good times is not the richest, uh, trot other than the Hamiltonian and the breeder's crown, it's right up there and, and has some, uh, horses that certainly will be on their way to the Hamiltonian. And, uh, you know, as I tuned in, you were talking about the, the gold cup and obviously the really exciting intrigue, uh, this year of, uh, uh, you know, A hometown favorite, a, a little guy horse that came out of the cornfields of uh, Iowa doing something that I can't remember a three-year-old attempting to do uh, this early in the year. I remember a long time ago when the three-year-olds would race uh, the aged horses at uh, Hollywood Park at the end of the year and, and sometimes triumph, I remember. Uh, Captain Treacherous taking on the aged horses in the TVG uh, a few years ago but uh, I guess to say uh, to say it and uh, Adriano Sorello's is probably the right guy to try it this is a very very audacious uh, move but probably frankly as far as I'm concerned the most exciting thing to watch for on the whole evening.
3: The program that's for sure well clay let's uh let's kind of let's kind of switch uh obviously we're still talk north america cup but uh you, you uh have heard from a couple of horsemen that uh there was some interest about maybe uh changing the pepsi north america cup to a race or a pace for canadian breads uh kind of talk to us a little bit about gushing and kind of some of the things that you learned uh from some of the comments that were made
9: Sure. Uh, what in fact happened was on Saturday night, overnight, uh, when I woke up Sunday morning and checked my, uh, email, I had, uh, a couple of emails from, uh, uh, three different, uh, uh, folks that are, uh, you know, well-respected and, and from different parts of the industry, all Canadians, uh, we had a breeder and, uh, and two owners, in fact, uh, that, uh, had sent an email uh you know questioning whether uh there would be uh interest or the possibility of having the North America Cup become a uh sort of a, a super Canadian bread and fold race. So it was not only uh their proposition or, or, or suggestion was not only that it be an Ontario bread race, but uh the real uh comparison they were making was to our premier thoroughbred race uh, of the year at Woodbine, which is the Queen's Plate, so a very, very old uh, race that's been going on for a long time, and it is restricted to Canadian-bred or foaled three-year-olds. And, uh, of course, at times, that means that uh, there there is a legitimate superstar in the race, uh, probably most famously a northern dancer won the uh the queen's plate and obviously went on to be uh you know if not the most uh, one of the most influential thoroughbred sires of all time uh there also have been some other fantastic horses that frank stronic has had uh in the queen's plate that have gone on to win breeders cups and uh david wilmot's king haven farm has uh, had a number of uh Great horses that swept what's called the Canadian Triple Crown of racing, but but to put to put it succinctly, that's a race that you know no one would mistake for the field in the Kentucky Derby or the Belmont Stakes, but in fact, attracts a crowd of thirty five thousand to forty thousand people every year at Woodbine on a difficult weekend, the Canada Day weekend, when a lot of people are away, and of course. Uh, there's a great tradition to that race. There still is a great tradition to that race. And at times, uh, uh, and you know, certainly probably more historically, but it still carries uh, uh, through to be the case that when we have a representative of the, the royal family uh, coming from England from the race, uh, that brings out a lot of people. And when the Queen and, and Prince Philip were last here, which is Ten years ago, now uh, that brought out uh, you know probably an additional ten thousand people on that card. But but today, uh, not to make light of it, but uh, you know our representative is usually uh, in recent years the lieutenant governor of Ontario, uh, who of course is a very respected figure, but by no means famous, and and certainly isn't someone that. Thousands of people are coming out, uh, coming out to see, and so to put it really in an interesting way, and then we'll get on to the the debate that ensued, which was a very, very spirited uh, debate, if if one that didn't uh, go for a long time. Uh, I guess I would say I'm very intrigued by the idea of any event uh, in in racing, in standardbred racing when we can get a really, really big crowd, because that's a very difficult thing to do. And it's a very difficult thing to get beyond uh, what we'll call our natural or regular audience. For a North America Cup, we're going to get our natural and regular audience and, and as many of those people as we can get or are inclined to get uh, at any point of the year, but uh, we have to admit that with with interestingly, probably the singular exception of the year that Sun Beach was in the uh, North America Cup, uh, we don't draw uh, anywhere near the number of what you'll call totally casual fans or people who don't otherwise go to the races, as does the Queen's, uh, Queen's Plate. And from a business point of view anytime there's a suggestion that you might be able to do something like that uh it's it's something that is incumbent upon us and and i take our uh, you know, responsibility and our desire to have big crowds uh very seriously so it's something that one uh, one wants to investigate uh, uh i think it's fair to say that obviously threw that out on the, the table on, on Facebook on Sunday morning to get a comment. The, you know, the natural comment that came back was from principally horse people. And I think it would be fair to say, uh, and when I say horse people, it was mostly, uh, you know, uh, trainers and, and, but, but, you know, some owners and uh, a smattering of breeders in that sense, uh, who, uh, were absolutely emphatic about something, firstly, that is a wonderful message, which is how important the North America Cup is to everybody in the industry. And it is truly a unique and wonderful event, and in some sense, like the Kentucky Derby, in being a race that has a purse and a stature now to bring all of the best three-year-old Colts together early in the year when they haven't faced off against each other. So we have uh, Indiana breads and we have Pennsylvania breads and we have New York breads and we have Canadian breads all coming together. frankly, in a way that they don't come together again uh, during the entire season, because as wonderful as the breeders crown is, uh, you know, the crowd's been pretty winnowed uh, out by uh, by that point in time in terms of who the real uh, contenders are and unless you've really proven yourself to rise above your regional competition you're not likely to go uh, to the breeder's crown so it is a fantastic fantastic race and I I know that uh, uh, you know it's a race that uh, when I have horse uh, that uh, might be uh, competitive in that regard it's one of the things that you look forward to and 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 uh, and I'm very proud of of uh, racing in. Uh, so we you know heard t- uh, two things in response, which was we love the North American Cup, don't touch it. Uh, and secondly, uh, we heard uh, another wonderful message, which is that the the, the genesis or the uh, the spirit of the North America Cup, uh, in terms of uh, pitting Canadian. Horses, so whether they're owned or driven or trained or bred against American horses, again, whether they're bred, trained, owned, or driven by uh, by Americans, is a great competition and a wonderfully friendly competition, notwithstanding the competition on the racetrack. Those were two messages that came through loud and clear, and uh, uh, after... Uh, getting uh four or five hours of that very emphatically uh from people i uh responded in terms of uh saying what was always the case which is uh this would be something that would require a lot of additional thought and one would not do it at all lightly or in the immediate term uh but on the other hand, it is something where, whether it's that specific idea or not, uh, I, I remain very intrigued by the, the idea of what can we do to get uh, a race or a series of races that, or, or an event uh, that would bring us a truly extraordinary crowd beyond that which we're going to be able to do with a fantastic night of racing and i don't think you could have a more fantastic night of racing than we're going to have on uh, on saturday on saturday night and i guess i'll I'll just say one thing and then pause from my long monologue here there were some folks who said you know is this all about the politics between canada and the united states in terms of your trade negotiations and the like the answer to that is (laughs) absolutely Of course not. Uh, uh, you know, this is a business and a, 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 a sport where we uh, still have uh, you know, friendly, great relationships. Uh, that said, one of the things that you see is that uh, you know, patriotic type events, uh, and, and in some sense that's what the Queen's Plate is, uh, notwithstanding that it is not by any means overtly political, are, are the kinds of events that can sometimes transcend the particular event and bring people, uh, and bring people out. And so uh, I think the most important message right now is the North America Cup is totally safe and as cherished as it ever has been. It would take uh, an awful lot to make a change in the North America Cup. On the other hand, the the concept of and I think you know we're in the midst of starting on and embarked upon some pretty exciting developments at at, at the Woodbine Entertainment Group, both at Woodbine itself and at uh, at Mohawk, uh, and we're going to have uh, you know greatly expanded gaming at both uh, tracks and in the longer term. Uh, increased revenue uh, at both tracks and uh, a lot of other things to do at both tracks, you know, very similar to what uh, the Stronic group has done at uh, Gulfstream and the, uh, the concept of coming up with an event that would bring out an extraordinary crowd. Uh, For example, uh, you know, entirely apart, I would speculate that if we had an event where we had the entire Toronto Maple Leafs team uh, with us for an evening, uh, you know, we periodically have a couple of players and we always try to have a Leaf player be the draw master at the North America cup media uh, event. But if we were to have an event where we had the entire Maple Leaf team and you know, Austin Matthews, who's the sort of American superstar player on our team now and mitch marner who's a wonderful young canadian uh hockey player as well uh we would get uh and and you'd want to do it on a night when you were putting on absolutely fantastic racing as well so when you got people who didn't otherwise come to the track and really were coming to see the maple leaves but uh the knowledgeable horse people in the crowd and their friends who are horse people could say these are Fantastic horses that are racing on tonight, and we could put twenty-five thousand people into Mohawk for the evening. That would be quite an event, uh, and the kind of thing that we you know, frankly don't have enough of in in the in the business. And it's just hard to to come up with that. So I know that's a lot of uh, a lot of ideas and a lot of. Uh, uh, of the process behind it, but uh, uh, that uh, that 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 caused some some excitement. I I like to cause some excitement.
4: Uh, uh, hi Clay. Hi Clay. It's Wendy Ross. How are you? Great. You you've definitely given us a a lot of information on the topic, but, you know, I think a couple of the concerns, and I was just wondering, you know, I think as, as a sport, as a whole, we're, we're trying to figure out how to get people back to the track. And, you know, just because I think our biggest um, thing that we face is, is the internet and, and online gambling and, and the fact that you can just watch it on your phone. So I think that's uh, here at the USTA, we've, we've been working on that is like how we're, we can get our sport to reach more people. So I think as far as you talking about how to get more people and, and a crowd back in, as a sport as a whole. Uh, just the fact that the, the capabilities are there uh, that you don't have to go to the track like you used to have to, I do, uh, get tip my hat to you guys for caring that much and thinking that it's it's that important because it definitely is um you know it's kind of i i say that but when i was in sweden two years in a row for the elite law bet uh the crowd there was 30 to thirty-five thousand plus so the people you can get them into the track so i see where you guys are going as far as trying to make it um a, a canadian race in general now when you say canadian is that just canadian breads or do the horses are the horses this they be canadian bread or is it owned if they're canadian trained or um how, how is that when you say canadian what what exactly are we talking about
9: well i i think wendy that's a very good question and and the simple answer is i don't know what the answer would be in that regard i uh, you know i did uh say that the queen's plate is uh, if you can be eligible to the queen's plate by being Canadian foaled, And, and as a result, Canadian breeders and owners who have outstanding mares will make an absolute point uh, whether they're breeding them to go sapper or, or tappet or, 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 you know, the absolute elite of the thoroughbred American Pharaoh. Uh, they're making a point of making sure that those mares foal in Canada so that yearling can be uh that three year old, uh, can be eligible to the Queen's plate, notwithstanding that obviously if you're breeding a fantastic mare to American Pharaoh, you're also dreaming of a being in the Kentucky Derby kind of huge prestige and excitement about it, uh, from a Canadian point of view and a crowd of thirty five thousand people. So uh, you know, I, I one thing you might think about uh, if if we got there would be something like Kentucky has done with their sire stakes in terms of saying uh, you know if the if the horse foals in Canada regardless who owns it uh, then that would be uh, enough to qualify for Canadian bred horse you might say uh, Canadian owned although you know to be really honest I I uh, I I I don't I'm not inclined to make a distinction between Canadian okay. and, and American owners. I think we have a wonderful community of owners in the sport, and I, 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 am not inclined to think that cutting off owners is a a smart way to think about uh, to think about something. Uh, I can... my family, I ideally would love to be able to do both the North America Cup and you know this kind of additional event, which we'd probably do later in the year.
4: I think that's a great point as well. Just the fact of looking at the final for the Pepsi North America Cup on Saturday, nine of the 10 horses that are in it are, you, know, you the American horses. So with American trainers. So do you think that this would also give the Canadian trainers um, a little bit more of an advantage to, to try to make the final, the fact that, you know, like I said, nine of the 10 horses that are in the final are, are American trained.
9: Uh, yeah. I, I, again, I, it, I don't think of it as being an event to try to advantage I I frankly don't think of it as an event to do it to try to advantage anybody. I I really, what I said is the real point is it is the event to draw the crowd is what I'm uh, thinking about. And uh, uh, of course, it would be likely if you had a, 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 you know, a Canadian fold or a Canadian bread event that uh, you would have more trainers involved. Interestingly, you know, in the Queen's Plate, we have a lot of uh, American trainers that are training, you know, exquisitely bred uh, Canadian fold horses for both Canadian horse uh, owners and American owners. We have, we have. If you look back, I haven't done the, the, the statistics, but I bet if you look back over the last fifteen years of the Queen's Plate. We certainly had American horses, American-owned horses and American-trained horses win six of the last 15 Queen's plights. Uh And so uh, it, I want to be really clear, because the way we think at Woodbine and the way I think about things, it isn't about excluding people or trying to run a, a more restricted event in terms of you know a lower quote unquote quality event it really is can we come up with an idea that is a race and build a program around it that brings a fantastic crowd to the race track and obviously I, I again i I hearken back to of all the great North America cups in the you well, history there have been so many but I think people would say the most exciting one was to some be North America Cup because we did in that case we had a horse who was a Canadian owned ho- a Canadian owned horse a Canadian sired uh, horse although not a Canadian bred horse he's bred in Ohio uh, 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 but uh, a horse that actually uh, you know achieved that very difficult thing for us to do in the standard bread industry which is get a horse whose acclaim claim become much broader than our industry much broader than horse racing that but becomes a a public sensation uh so if only uh, we could uh, have
4: more only we could have more of them right
9: yeah absolutely if only we could have more than that so you know it's kind of interesting because of course i actually look at this year's north american cup and i think what a wonderfully competitive race i mean i can make the case for I probably could make the case one way or another for seven of the horses uh, uh, pretty well, and, and 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 even more than that. But obviously, post position uh, can be a limitation unless you're you know really uh, one of the front uh, uh, runners from a a, a a prestige or a an accomplishment point of view going in. Uh, so it's a wonderfully competitive race, but as we saw, was justified only a week ago. There's nothing like a superstar right right, I right. Think it is, I, one of the things I'll say i that I think is just wonderful uh to need this or i mean every horse that's in the race is wonderful, and frankly, the connections of every horse that is in the race is wonderful i I do think it's a wonderful story uh and I wish it it it, it actually could get more momentum as a story. I think there's a wonderful story of of Latherop and Montrell Teague coming back with a favorite in the North America Cup after being the favorite uh with Wiggle and Jiggle, it, uh you know, a horse that we all know was uh a, an absolutely brilliant brilliant horse and and being defeated And you you don't get many chances to have a horse as great as Wiggle It, Diggle It, and lose a big race and get back there uh, and have a chance to win it. Uh, Nobody gets many chances like that. Maybe people who have really big stables of well-bred horses are more likely to do it. But, uh, again, this is a horse that uh, is inspiring to the little guy again by being you know, relatively obscurely bred, uh, and I I think uh, I think that's a wonderful uh, I think there's a wonderful angle to that story, and, and uh, I'm so happy that uh, he's one of the horses that we uh, that we have in the that we have in the race. I mean we have a wonderful mixture of obviously the, the leading most prominent trainers and owners. Uh, and and fashionable breeding uh, in the race as one would expect in a great race and you know we have only one canadian horse uh, canadian bred horse but again he's uh uh you know comes from the the, the connections of uh, a hall of famer canadian hall of famer and carl jameson has won the race before uh and uh some of the american trained horses obviously stay hungry Who's one of the favorites? Uh, we've got Brad Grant, who is the most prominent Canadian owner in the business uh, uh, these days uh, in the race, and so there are lots of wonderful, uh, exciting connections uh, from that point of view. And I, I really do think that overall, uh, it's as good an NA Cup card of racing as as we've had in a in a number of years, and and I think it's going to be a really big success
3: all right clay well we certainly appreciate all of the information you gave us listen you guys have a star studded program coming up on saturday uh, post time with mike and mike is looking forward to being there and uh hopefully we'll Well, see you out there my
9: friend terrific thank you very much for this opportunity i encourage everybody to to be there and thank you wendy as well
3: all right, that was Clay Horner, the chairman of Woodbine Entertainment Group. Gave us a lot of good information, kind of a lot of good insight as to, um, you know, kind of how the Queen's Plate is, you know, set up and things of that sort.
5: Interesting
3: Canadian bread or fold, so you could technically send your mare up, you know, have the have the foal, and, you know, it's an interesting sort of concept.
4: It is, but I, I think as a fan... And as a horseman as well, I'm kind of like, it's so great, just keep it the way it is. But, you know, it'll be interesting, and it's always good to have some good conversation flowing.
3: All right, Corey Callahan, presented by BetAmerica. We're going to take a very short time out. When we come back, Corey Callahan talks about a couple of his drives on Saturday night's Pepsi North America Cup card. 8-2, extension 5
1: 12 championship races. The captain,
0: not to be denied.
1: One spectacular night. And Father Patrick going a coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018 coming to the downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Purching
0: up the rear. modern lights in there
3: of this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter joined by Wendy Ross as Mike Carter or me, as Mike Carter's off today. Listen, as Mike Bozich is off today and we're joined now by driver Corey Callahan and I'll tell you what, Corey, you've got some fantastic drives coming up on Saturday but first off, uh, it's been a while since you've been on the show. How are things?
10: Uh, everything's good. Everything's good. Sorry, I was running around here a little bit uh, at my farm trying to get caught up. Where. Um, A few of us are going to the uh, Tim McGraw Faith Hill concert tonight. So, getting prepped. Can I go? Yeah. Thanks for the invite,
4: Corey. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right.
10: Should be fun. So, anyway,
4: so let's just, Corey, so let's just talk a little bit of stats. I got some information. So, you're the eight time Dover Downs leading driver. You're a Kentucky Wildcat. I think this is accurate. (laughs) You're an avid hockey lover, and you absolutely love the Pittsburgh Penguins easy <laughs>
0: now are you
10: kidding me i admire i admire sydney cosmos count are my facts wrong did i, I
4: that absolutely missed?
10: despise the penguins
4: oh okay wow yeah we'll tell mark yeah. weaver about that yeah. and Dave, Poyle. we'll tell everyone we'll, we know where you stand that's, yeah. that's why
10: that's why when i come when i come out there i wear my Stanley cup champions washington capitals gear <laughs> oh
4: okay that's what okay so you 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 kind of make take a stance where, where you stand hey, yeah yeah exactly we had harder but on you know earlier what? mark weaver oh. was
10: one of the first people to text me congratulations so you know that was that was class act
4: he's classy he is that that weaver yeah. he's classy so hey we had harder on earlier i just have one cool question what's it like driving for a New Zealander like him like he comes off all quiet and all like reserved but when what is it like driving for him is it easy or is it a little stressful No yeah, it's really easy I mean he
10: doesn't um, he might he doesn't be really listening He say to a whole something. lot of anything Yeah he he doesn't say a whole lot of anything I mean you know he he has the the horses prepared and you know kind of leaves it up to me um, you know to see what I can work out I mean you know everybody can can kind of figure it out on paper, what's going to happen. And then next thing you know, things change. So, um, you know, I'm lucky enough. He's relied on me, uh, you know, to make those decisions. So, you know, things have gone well so far and and hopefully they keep going that way.
4: Well, he kind of had good things to say about you too. So it seems like you guys have a pretty good relationship just so, just so you know. Yeah,
10: no, we, (laughs) we do. I mean, things, things, um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I guess Mark must be on the line if you're really, you know, pumping him (laughs) up. But um,
3: yeah. Well, well, listen, uh, Corey, we go ahead. No, go ahead. No, uh, we're going to kind of talk about uh, a couple of your drives coming up on Saturday night. Uh, Obviously, in the Pepsi North America Cup, you have to be excited about West Delight. Kind of talk to us a little bit about this three-year-old Colt, and uh, he's really come through the ranks of the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes well, and he had his real first test against uh, some strong stakes company last week and uh, proved to the test.
10: Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he stepped up to the plate you know, every time this year. He he showed a lot of promise last year and um I was I was supposed to get hooked up on him. Uh later in the year last year. Um Mark had called me and said, Hey, you know, I, I think Yannick must Yannick was driving him at the time. He said I he's got something else. Can you go with him? And unfortunately, um uh Doug Paul from M and L of Delaware had called and was like, hey, can you go drive my Colt in the Battle of Waterloo that day? So, it worked out because we won the Battle of Waterloo, but, you know, I didn't get to drive West Delight for the rest of the year. But, um, you know, I said, well, hopefully we'll get hooked up in the future. And when this year came around, um, you know, he was like, listen, I know you don't have a PA Colt. He said, I'm going to get you to go with mine. So, I said, well, perfect. And he's, you know, he's, he's done everything right so far. I mean, the only the only blemish, um, you know, was there at the Meadows and, you know, I was following the favorite and, and, uh, he didn't have enough go. He stopped in my face and I got out late to be second to, I never say that horse's name, right. Dosuduro or whatever his name is.
0: <laughs> Dosuduro head over, yeah.
10: Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, and since then he's, he's been outstanding. I mean, he beat, uh, lost in time and stay hungry there at Poconos and, he just keeps showing up every day. Like I said before, he's a gritty little horse. He likes his job.
6: Typical betters to light.
4: So, Corey, let's just talk about now going, being at Dover there at your uh, home track, it's always fun to win races and those overnight races and be at home. But I think as a driver getting at uh, the level you're at now, I think you guys wake up every day and just hope to to have a nice colder filly to sit behind each year. And, and I think uh, this is definitely the, the type of uh, colt you look forward to.
10: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why, you know, we parade around to Gateway and Pocono, Meadowlands, Chester, um, you know, to baby race these horses to hope to find the next superstar. Um, And, you know, I mean, everybody thinks it's, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, it's not a bad life, but everybody thinks it's, you know, all glamorous. You fly all over the country, but it's a lot more work than, than people think. Um, and it's a, it's, it's quite a hustle, but you know, to get, to get horses like this, I mean, that's, that's why we do it. It is fun to win races, but it's, you know, these are the the kind of signature events, um, you know, that you want your name written to, you know, for, for history.
4: Looks for five in a row going into Saturday night. Do you feel that he's as sharp as he can be judging from coming off that last week's effort? Um, do you feel confident uh, going into Saturday?
10: I do. I mean, he hasn't. He hasn't had a tough. Um, you know, I mean, he's gotten really, really cozy, soft trips too, and I don't know that that's possible um, for Saturday. I mean, listen, if I could, if I could, leave, if Montrell and I were the only two leaving out of there, and I could follow him, hey, that's great. But you know, I'm sure that's probably not going to be the case. Um, but you know, he's he's been well within himself. Every time he stepped up to the plate and done, you know, what he's had to do. Um, So I feel like he's coming into this race very, very sharp.
4: Looking at the race, we have the other favorites in the race. Would you think this is the first time he will meet up with Lather Up? How do you think he's going to compare? But I think at this point, Lather Up has to compare to him. But uh, if you're looking at the race, um, who who do you think is is the best Colt in the race other than
10: um. Yeah. I mean, Lather Up has, you know, he's he's had a few starts up there under his belt, and he's looked very impressive every time. Um, you know, stay hungry. He also raced very well last week. I mean, just getting up in the in the final strides there. He also got a you know pretty nice cover trip and got carried into it. Done well. I mean, I I think he's probably one to really look at. You know, suffered his first defeat last week, but he raced huge. And, um, you know, he he's kind of gotten a little bit of a – had a step back and a little bit of a slow start. Probably needed that start, um, you know, going into this week. So I think he's probably a dangerous horse in this race.
4: Real quick, Corey, not to keep you much longer, what about the mare, Blue Moon Stride? Just such a nice mare that you've been driving for quite a while now. How do you think uh, – I thought you raced, you know, considering everything that happened last week over – so, so Mark didn't seem to think that she was as as good as she could have been last week. He says she thinks she will be better this week. How do you think she, she's uh, gonna? What does she has to offer in this at Rose of the Redfield? Yeah, I mean she was
10: she was absolutely super. Her her prior start down there at Chester, I come from last, and and um, you know to be honest, I mean not to take anything away from Charton, but she had worked really hard up the backside, you know, to, to get around pure country. And with a few more steps, I mean, I, I, I think I win the race, um, you know, and have to come from, from that far back. I mean, the other night, you know, we were, we had the nine hole, we were kind of in a tough spot, you know, I, Mark and I talked about it prior and, and I said, listen, we can duck her to back, but I don't think it's going to work that well. We should take a shot out of there and, and try to get away close. But we wanted to get away close and then not have to be first up. But when you know, when T Trick's may run, it caused a little bit of confusion. Um, you know, and she ended up first up. So I just kinda let her coast in to make sure she was she was fifth once I seen, you know, Yannick was beating me, um, you know, for second just to make things a little bit easier on her. Um but if we can get a better trip uh on Saturday, I think I think we'll we'll be in really good shape. She's done everything great so far. And um, yeah, I expect her to be a lot better Saturday night. And with the five, it gives us a lot more options trip
3: wise. All right, Corey. Well, listen, we'll be seeing you up there on a Saturday and uh, listen, uh, make sure, you know, you, you, you bring some Heath bars or something, or maybe some Tim McGraw memorabilia for, um, uh, make sure you bring some Tim McGraw memorabilia for the, uh, for the border agents. <laughs>
10: Okay. Hey, we'll I will do.
3: I got I got one more thing for you real quick, Corey. So, yeah. so our man, uh of course you know Wendy and I are working down here at the USTA now and uh it's just about, you know, hoping to get the 360 cameras on and uh one one thing that you've been good at is uh letting us uh do that. Talk to us about what that what that's like uh to be able to help, you know, create those action shots and help us to create those uh views for other people.
10: Well I think it's great and I mean you'll see from from the amount of hits you get um you know when you when you guys post them on social media it's and it, it's cool for us too I mean even you know the people driving in the race and the trainers so you know cuz you can go around and see you know what what every horse is doing and and what's going on um I've had a lot of luck with it so if you want to put it on feel free I, I got no <laughs> problems with it I don't I don't uh a lot of people are superstitious about that stuff, but you know, I've I've had some luck with it. So if you want to put it on, feel free.
3: All right, Corey. Well, we certainly appreciate your time, and uh, listen, we'll be seeing you on Saturday. All right,
10: sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank
3: you, Corey. Thanks, guys. You guys All have- right. That- Driver Corey Callahan. And I'll tell you what, what a great guy he is. And, uh, you know, no superstition. That's, that's what we like. No superstitious stuff, you know, wants to help out with the video cameras and things. So we're happy with that, right?
4: Well, you think that that's a joke, but if I had a dollar for every time <laughs> I've interviewed somebody or, you know, before the race and they said no. They literally have said no or they've been like, oh, they've been so hesitant about it because or if I do interview them and they get beat at like two to five, they they blame me. It's a very superstitious thing for sure.
3: (laughs) All right. We're going to take one final time out. We're going to talk to Ken Middleton and we're going to wrap this thing up. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. 8782 extension 5555
0: Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday starting at 6:30 p.m. Join at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information.
1: The excitement. It is is
0: T-Trick
2: and, and Hanover off the dreamy two-hole trip. Crown of the
1: king of the 50 North American Cup. The drama.
2: Betting line is steamrolling for Miller on the far outside now. Deep stretch battle. Betting line will rally the score in 10-33.
1: The best three-year-olds on the planet.
2: Lead. Fear the Dragon on the outside. Fear the Dragon on the outside gives Miller back-to-back Pepsi North America Cups.
1: On a collision course with destiny. <laughs> Catch the 2018 Pepsi North America Cup broadcast from the brand new Woodbine Mohawk Park at posttimewithmikeandmike.com this Saturday evening starting at 9 p.m. Eastern. Remember, that's at posttimewithmikeandmike.com.
3: We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike, and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Wendy Ross, subbing for Mike Bozich, who is on assignment. And we're joined now by Woodbine Mohawk Park track announcer Ken Middleton. Ken, how are you today?
2: Very busy, uh, but getting set for a big weekend.
3: All right, Ken. Well, obviously, uh, the Pepsi North America Cup is the highlight of the weekend coming up on a Saturday. But one thing that uh, jumps out off the page early on in the card, at least, for uh, for me is the Armbrough flight in race number three. Obviously, you have Emoticon Hanover versus Hanalore Hanover for the first time in 2018. And Hanalore Hanover was just absolutely dominant in her elimination last week. Uh, how was it from your view?
2: Yeah, she looked... Uh... Perfect, uh, for lack of a better word. You know, Yannick Chigarh talked about last year, you know, she dealt with, uh, you know, to make some pains at times during the year, but so far this year, he said she's been absolutely on point. and And uh, she barely took a deep breath last week in winning at 52. So it's scary to think, you know, that there's got to be, you know, maybe a second or
10: two left up her sleeve. She she was just awesome last week.
3: Now, the Pepsi North America Cup is race number 12. It's the $1 million Pepsi North America Cup. And uh, we drew on Tuesday, Stay Hungry, West Delight, Lather Up, no surprise. post 2, 3, and 4 were chosen. But talk about a wide open field. Uh, but Lather Up has really uh, stepped up his game over the past couple of weeks.
2: Uh, one of those horses that kinda came out of the woodwork, you know. He wasn't uh he wasn't a household name last year. He had a respectable be season bank just under seventy five grand, but uh you know, and he still has yet to be uh given the label super horse or anything like that, but he's he's one of the obvious major contenders in, like you said, a, a wide open Pepsi North America Cup. It's a great betting race this year, you know, it may be uh, lacks the superstar power that we've had in, in in some of the other years. But I think from a betting standpoint and uh, from a fan standpoint, it's the kind of race you want to see. It's, it's absolutely wide open.
3: Now, Ken, one horse that raced extremely well in the North America Cup elimination was Hayden Hanover, who draws post number nine. Uh, Andy Miller picks up the lines for trainer Julie Miller, only missed by a length to stay hungry and done well. Obviously, the outside post is going to be a little bit tough, but if uh, a speed duel erupts here, Hayden Hanover might be able to close from off the pace in that long Woodbine Mohawk Park stretch.
2: You never know. Um, With that much money on the table, things have a license to get crazy up front yeah post nine's a killer for him uh he's gonna need a lot of things to go his way he'll need speed obviously in front of him uh he's gonna have to avoid being four or five wide coming out of the final turn but uh yeah it's just one of those races where anything can happen for sure
3: now ken obviously a lot of other great things going on at woodbine mohawk park promotional wise uh, just tell us quickly uh what's going on uh, promotional wise and what can the fans expect
2: well, what they can expect is uh, a little bit of everything. We've got food trucks rolling in. Uh, are going to offer a variety of different things for them. Uh, you know, we've got the patio outside. It's There's no better venue to watch races from the Mohawk. And, uh, you know, with the star power we've got on the track, it's an absolutely magnificent place to come, as you can attest to. Uh, we've got personalities coming out. We've got bands here, music. Uh, we've got, uh, for the betters, we've got a $100,000 guaranteed pool pick for, all stakes pick for. We've got a mandatory payout, too, in the jackpot. High five! Uh, as I'm talking to you here on uh, early in the week, uh, we have a $150,000 carryover. But when Saturday rolls around and it's a mandatory payout, you're going to have a total pool, you know, somewhere in the ballpark, of probably 1.5 to 2 million dollars. So, lots of things going
3: on. All right, Ken. Well, we know you've uh, got a busy night of race calling ahead of you, and uh, good luck coming up on a Saturday. And uh, listen, take down the high five, will you?
2: Thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. And congratulations, by the way, on your new gig. Uh, You're going to fit the role perfectly. Uh, You've been an asset to the business no matter where you've gone, Michael. And uh, uh, I'm sure you're going to be an asset to uh, the organization you've joined forces with now.
3: Ken, I really appreciate it, man. We'll see you next time. Attention all breeding
1: funds. Did you know Pacing for the Cure is a stud fee for scooter program? Your stud fee donations will help those living with MS with severe mobility limitations obtain a scooter and be able to continue to enjoy their love of harness racing. Contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org if you'd like to make a donation.
3: Mike? In case you haven't noticed, Mr. Bill G. has begun pacing for the cure for multiple sclerosis. Join in on the fun and weekly contest on Facebook to guess where he will place in each race. Like and share our page. Great prizes available for the lucky winners. Better yet, come out to the racetrack and watch him race live. Let's start a Mr. Bill G. fan club and start blogging on the journey page of the pacingforthecure.org website.
1: Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org.
4: Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment for our championship meet that is highlighted on July 14th with Crawford Farms, Meadowlands Pace, and then wraps up on August 4th with our prestigious Hambletonian. Join us for promotion pack Friday and Saturday nights with post time at 7.15. Test your skills and take a shot at the Survivor Wager for added gambling fun. For more info, go to playmeadowlands.com.